Ah, oh, Jesus. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 121 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Uh, before we start today's episode, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow the podcast on all apps, and most importantly, suck some titties. Jesus, my voice is completely gone. Dead and gone. Dead and gone. Oh. Uh, so, I, I'm trying this new, uh, I'm bringing back the energy drinks. Not exactly the greatest habit to have in the world, but I just couldn't n- deny. These energy drinks are getting so fucking insane. This is technically more of a performance energy drink. Uh, C4. The C4 company, they make cans, and... I'm trying this original Skittles flavor, which is basically just fruit punch. Um, and uh, let's just say my fruit is punching up from the blood flow. Uh, but yeah, uh, been a little off on the pod recently. Didn't do a whole lot of episodes last week. Been kind of you know, busy, tired, trying to catch up on some things, but, you know, we, uh, we, we, we back, uh, cause baby got that back, and she throwing it front down, till I touch down, uh, but yeah, by the way, um, I found out the hard way that do not use commercial toilet paper to swipe the gooch, um, not to get too graphic here, but let's just say I was in a public restroom and I had to go. I'm not skittish. Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly skittish, even when there is a little yellow droplets there before when I walk in. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Wipe it up, sit down, and be a man about it. Um, and, but you know, did my thing. Then I grabbed the powdery, dusty, particle, fucking half-applied toilet paper. And, you know, it was one of those where, you know, there was a lot left over. And, again, not trying to get too graphic here. Very mindful of that. Think of it like a grease trap, though. Um, and as I was swiping the coot, the gooch... Uh, Jesus came and speak today. As I was swiping the gooch, um, a little toilet paper got left behind. Kind of like no child left behind, more like no ply left behind. Because, uh, there's barely any to begin with. Imagine, it's like, a, it's like the abusing your chip card, or the credit card, your debit card, when you have it for too long, and it starts fading away. And then it becomes to a point where it's not even detectable, and then you have to reorder it. Well, think about that leg with toilet paper. Except uh, the rollout for this one has a lot more consequences. Because at least you could replace, you know, a debit card with very little problems. Um, your bank, believe it or not, banks, my relationship with banks, you guys know the history, you know? With that, they're accommodating because they're like, please spend this money so you have a reason to actually have an account with us. And then I'm pretty sure banks, they probably get like... Like, public schools, they actually get paid the more kids they have. That's kind of their benefit, because they're, uh, since they're teaching you for quote-unquote free, 
Um, and you know, you know what they say, everything, there's nothing free in this world. Everything comes with a cost. And that cost just happens to be your, literally your life, future, and your education. But um, other than that, yeah. Freedom! Freedom! Um, but that's how, uh, shit, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, no swipe left behind. You know, it's, the, the gooch has really become like a, no pun intended, a tender spot for the boys out here as the young and older boys, you're, your, uh, your gooch will always be a very, very seamless place. Ah, oh, Jesus, Clint. Um, but it could be a very difficult spot to really, truly detect. Like, you know if you have somebody, because you could keep wiping in, in the hole. Fire in the hole! Uh, you know, if you haven't fire in the hole, just so you know, eh, putting ice on it will not help it. It may stimulate a few things, because, you know, You'd be like, uh, Mr. Freeze. I'm Mr. Freeze. Um, by the way, I saw a slap, uh, Logan Paul on his, uh, YouTube. He was having a live stream of a slap fighting contest. I watched literally like three minutes of it because breaking news, I don't really give a shit to watch two 250 pound men slap the fuck out of each other. Even though there is some entertainment value, it's a weird thing to just sit there. And watch 250 pound men slap the living fuck. Like, that's a weird thing. Like, you go to the gym, you see, oh, what are you training? Yeah, I'm training for a competition. Oh, yeah, dude, you're getting, dude, you're on the gear. It's like, yeah, you know, I have to, you know, I'm trying to cut down my water weight three weeks before, you know, you have your Olympic or you have your meets, whatever they call it, strong men competition. Oh. It's like, oh, yeah, I trained for the Olympics. I trained for this. And he goes, it's like, actually, it's like, oh, man, dude. I saw you curling. I saw you forearm curling 185. What are you training for? Um, I slapped the shit out of men. And that's what we trained for. It's like, oh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how much money's in that game, but that's a weird sponsor to have. I doubt he get. I doubt they get like the big sponsors, like you know, Panda Express or something. Um, but yeah, but look, swiping, swiping the gooch, it, it can be a very touchy situation. Here's the problem that I ran in. There was so little ply, and. It created, after I wiped, pulled up my underwear. It could be very hard to detect if you got little uh, crumbles. Kind of like, a, you know, like the little chocolate minty uh, crumbles. Or like the chocolate minty little thin shaved shit they'll put on top of like a peppermint, min- peppermint milkshake. Yeah, peppermint milkshake. Why the fuck can't I speak? Uh, but yeah, or like a green shake that put the little, ooh, minty. Um, sometimes, well, by the time you find out, you, you feel it in the underwear. But, the problem is, is, about 20 minutes later after you get out of the bathroom, you start getting a little rash. 
And it's okay to act irrational. Sorry, I had to do it. Uh, it, it could be okay because it gets really fucking itchy. It gets really annoying. Uh, you got a rash and, and like the number one solution is like, oh shit, I got a rash. Let me go back and dash to where I got the rash and try to fix the rash, which isn't crazy. It'd be like if you go to the hospital and, you know, they do, uh, they do some surgery on your leg, right? On your right leg. And like, okay, so you think you're cool. And then three weeks later, you're that same leg they did an operation on. There's this big swelling. And next thing you know, you have no feeling in your leg and it collapsed. You know what you probably do? You probably go back to the hospital and be like, hey, what the fuck did you guys do? Fix it. And then, but in this situation, you're kind of a one-man band. You're kind of a greatest showman, but of your own show. And you show them in. And you go back to the, you go back to the source. And your number one thing is like, oh shit, fucking it. And then like, oh shit, I see I have the leftover. And so like, okay. So what do you do? Because the only option is more of the same toilet paper. Do you rewipe? Do you reswipe? You're in a dilemma. Or do you go... And by the way, there's no paper towels because, you know, now all these fucking public bathrooms just want freaking hot air to dry off your skin, which I guess is better for the environment. But I feel like the heat's coming from somewhere. Um, But are you actually better off... And hear me out. Are you actually better off... Just wipe him with your hand. Straight up. Wash it before, of course. You don't want to get any weird bacteria going in. And you just kind of wash it after. The only thing that could get a little weird is if... Let's just say you have a handful of shit. But no other way to really put it. It literally looks like you just dipped your hand into a freaking uh, jar of Nutella... Um, yeah, took hazelnut to a whole new degree. And you're just sitting there at this public sink. And let's hope there's soap. You know, I'll hopefully you would check that beforehand. And you're just rubbing off a of soap in the sink. Someone walks in. Are you embarrassed? Or did you just do what you have to do? But you couldn't wipe again with that toilet paper because, you know, just uh, just wouldn't be good. You know, you don't double down on a bad decision like the Lakers with Russell Westbrook. You know, now they want to kind of do this thing where they want to secretly bring him off the bench, but they actually want to trade him, but they don't want to release him, but they actually don't want to play him. Like, the coaches want to play him, but the players don't. The front office doesn't. It's like, well, the front office, you're the ones that brought him in. Um, it's And you don't want to trade him, but you want him to come off the bench. Like, he's either good for your team or he's not. It's not going to make a damn difference if he's starting or coming off the bench. So, really, the Lakers are in a position where Russell Westbrook... Is the toilet paper. And 
The team is the Gooch. It does feel, it, it can feel like some bricks down there. Like, it basically just feels, when it's rash, man, it just feels like someone's grinding some bricks on your, you know, sensitive seams. Um, but look, what do you do? Look, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I really watched basketball this year, but I knew this shit was going to happen. I'm not an NBA expert. You know, this used to actually, I used to actually include sports a lot, but then I kind of just stopped because how am I going to talk about sports if I don't watch it? Well, this is what we do. Uh, ignorant and misinformation of what's actually going on. But I do know this. In this analogy, Russell Westbrook is a toilet paper that he's going to keep wiping. He's going to keep shooting. He's going to keep doing what he's doing. Toilet paper is made to go in between the cheeks. And sometimes, if you just want to blow your nose. Sometimes, kill two birds in one stone if you're bold. And Russell Westbrook, he's going to keep wiping his ass. He's going to keep doing it. Now, you can have him come off the bench, you know, and he's basically put some baby powder, kind of like his little, uh, you know, carrying the baby little uh, celebration thing he does when he gets and one and shit, when he's basically calling a defender, you know, uh, hit the weight room like little baby. Uh, Tell other wants and needs of his. No one cares about their mental health when they get dunked on by Russell Westbrook. But, what's Westbrook? He's going to keep wiping. He's going to keep being Westbrook. And the Lakers want him to kind of, oh, you know, why don't you get like some dude wipes? Oh, why don't you just put some baby powder? You know, why don't you get some olive oil, some cool baby wipes instead? And he's like, no. I'm going to keep wiping this half-applied toothpaste. I was about to say toothpaste. That'd be weird. If you put toothpaste in between your seams, I don't know. Scrub it with the toothbrush. Um, There's going to be some dude. I'm pretty sure there's some dude out there that literally, like, you know, we have, like, the five-in-one body washes. He's going to, like, there's some dude out there that uses a toothbrush to bathe, to brush his teeth, to wipe his ass. Uh, to get in between his toenails and he just uses the same one and he replaces it every four months because you know that's what the recommendation it's like yeah i think that's the recommendation when you just brush your teeth um boy you turn in thing i think that's a that's a uh one time use and i'm gonna tell you one time russell westbrook he he's he's one of those people where He's one of those people where they use the same brand of toilet paper. They use the same brand of toothpaste. They use they drink the same brand of water no matter what. All because there's just a comfort no matter how much money they get, no matter how much, no matter how successful, no matter how much their life changes. There just needs to be something stable from their youth to kind of keep them grounded. And for Russell, for Russell Westbrook, it's the same toilet paper that I wiped my ass with and got a rash from. There's a comfort level, weirdly enough. 
Because you know what? I know what I'm getting. I don't like too much comfort. Comfort, you know, they say comfort is the biggest, what is it? Like comfort is the biggest thief of actually having a lifetime of actual comfort. Because comfort is like, it could be like a temporary, like you think you have more money than you have. So you get relaxed, you get comfortable and that same work ethic and mindset and all that shit. You rationalize, oh, I'll take a day off from work. I'll take time off. I'll quit my job. And then three months later, you're uh, back at square one. And now you're not comfortable. Now you're on edge again and it hits you because your back's against the wall and then you thrive. But then the second you get comfort, mm, it happens again. We don't learn. And maybe Russell Westbrook's just one of those people where he's comfortable in who he is. He's actually the definition of being confident in who you are, regardless of what every fucking person says you should be. He's like, no, this is who I am. You knew what you were getting. I didn't lie to you. I play the same way. I'm the same guy. Always letting shit slide. But... He likes a little tingle after he wipes. And I can relate. So to me, Russell Westbrook is toilet paper. But the Lakers want him to have baby wipes, to put powder, that baby powder, and all this shit to kind of soften the blow, to kind of, hey, make it easier on yourself. You know, do what's best for the long term. Uh, you know, let's do what, let's think about others, you know? And he's like, Nah. This is what's here. This is what I'm used to. And I feel them. I don't like very sophisticated toilet paper. I don't like two-ply. I don't like quilted northern. I don't care for fucking Cottonelle Angel Soft. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not an anti. Like, if I go to someone's house and I'm like, hey, is this fucking Angel Soft? bitch and you like fucking and then you make them go to the store and you're not leaving the toilet until you get your you know great value um like nah you you know it's like ah whatever it's here fine it's like alcohol you don't drink for the taste you drink for the effect it does what it needs to do and you regret it a day later but you'll be fine so yeah That is swiping the gooch. Um, I do not know if that's going to be the title of today's episode, but I thought that really uh, connected very, very well. Oh, by the way, March 6th, by the way, March 6th is the date of recording this. Uh, March 6th, 2022. Now it's 141, which means I started the pod at actually at 120, but whatever. And, uh... It's, uh, it'll be technically in a couple of days. I started the podcast June 8th of 2021, but you know, whatever. Nine months and counting. This is literally my baby has been born. And the analytics, I'm not going to get too in the analytics, still going well. 
But, uh, you know, at first I didn't. I was like, hey, you guys can know it all. And then now I'm kind of like, yeah, that's kind of lame to talk about how much shit you get. Like, people don't care. People don't give a fuck about that. But my baby is fucking coming out. Well, you know, figuratively, not, you know, oh, shit. Because babies don't come out of the womb coming out, you know. Uh, look, I went... I started this podcast ahead first, meaning I dove right in like Ed Sheeran. Don't call me baby. Oh, Jesus. Um, and I went in head first, and now I'm landing on my feet in it. And you know, I've just been just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Now the thing about Dory, she really had it. Oh, see, Ellen did. Ellen DeGeneres wasn't the worst person in the world. She, uh, she, you know, it's a, it's a now just keep swimming. I mean, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. It's like a life, it's like a life lesson, I guess. It's kind of lame, but okay. Um, but I dove in head first and now I'm on my feet with it. It's found, it's found some consistency, it's found its place in the algorithm, it's found its place in the world, and nine months and counting, my baby, uh, which means the sleepless nights are about to really come, uh, but yeah, nine months and counting, uh, so yeah, uh, do, do, do. My mind, you know, my mind has been uh, really, really, I'm going to be honest with you guys, you know, I'm not going to get too in the weeds here, but I've been uh, hesitant to do pods recently because I feel like I haven't, typically I have a bunch of stuff in my mind where I feel like I don't have enough time in the podcast to say all this shit. Like I'm always on a roll, ranting, have stuff, and honestly, life's just been too fine. I, like, things haven't pissed me off. I'm kind of mad that shit's not pissing me off. And there's been... I've been seeing things. Like, there's things that still happen, you know? Where I'm like, uh... this. But then at the same time, I'm like, eh, you'll be alright. I just don't have enough problems. And I feel like this podcast is starting to get a little too serious. It's starting to get a little too sentimental. As I'm being sentimental. And... There's not enough problems. And I'm starting to think, is my progression to to being a more happy, like, I'm a happy person anyways, but like, even before I was, but like, am I like, becoming actually a more relaxed person? Is the podcast going to suffer? Is it inevitable? When you become a more relaxed person, when you're always high strung about this and this and that, and every little thing gets some agitating, which benefits you in a lot of ways in your writing, but then in a lot of ways, it makes you not the most like uh, inviting person to be around, unless you're being kind of like humorous about it. And, you know, I'm like, is it worth it? Is me actually becoming a more integral a more introspective person and actually a more well-rounded person good for the podcast 
Will the podcast suffer? Will you guys suffer from me bitching about people parking in front of the stores? Will you guys suffer from me bitching about bank visits? Will you guys suffer from me ranting about my jeans? Because what happens if I can actually just afford to buy jeans in bulk? But see, then something happened. Uh, so it was about about a week ago. I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about you know the well. First we were talking about the Ukraine situation, but really we were talking about gas. Oh shit, dude, gas and shit. He's like, bro. He's like, you need to get a Costco card, <clears throat> and you need to get a Costco card because it's like thirty cents cheaper. All this shit, and I was like, and that triggered me because it reminded me like, oh yeah. Imagine the fucking ego of a place to think you got to have a membership just to do shit there, right? At a grocery store. It's a warehouse of groceries and some extra shit. It's a smaller Brand Smart USA, Except Brandsmart USA all closed down and had a lot specific cooler sections where you could go into Brandsmart USA and find fucking anything. If you went there on a Saturday, bro, you'd be in there for three hours while your dad was looking for a radio thing and your mom was trying to, you know, uh, avoid the busybodies. And you can go over there and just walk around to eight different sections and do shit and look at shit. Even though you can't buy anything. But Costco. The Sam's Clubs and Costco's of the world. I got a... And, you know, I found out the memberships aren't even that expensive. But it's just the fucking point. That to shop at these places. I got to pay... What is it? I, I think he said Costco. It's like five... It's a $60 for the year. Right? And it is just the point. That, you know what? I'm paying you 60 bucks before I actually pay for what I'm getting from you. Costco and Sam's Club is basically gym memberships. And the membership aspect of it is so fucking stupid. And they, you know, the only reason, you know, the membership shit is no dip. People are bitching about Amazon Prime shit, right? Oh, Amazon Prime, it's unnecessary. Amazon Prime is just an extra way for them to make money. Just because he can do it. And what do you think Costco and Sam's Club are? They don't need a membership. They don't need your fucking membership. I gotta have a membership to pump gas? I gotta have a membership to buy five pounds of chicken from you guys? Because it's on a discount? That's what we gotta do nowadays? I gotta pay a fucking membership. To buy shit. See like when I pay a membership. The membership is the only thing you pay for. Except if you get miscellaneous. Like if you have a gym. You pay X amount a month to use everything in that gym. Right? You use the treadmill. You lift weights. You use the Smith machines. Take a shit. Even go in one of those tanning beds if you want to kill yourself. Be my guess. You can even now these fucking, even the flimsiest of 24-hour gyms 
have freaking punching bags and you could pretend you're Vander Holyfield in there. But you pay the one fee and you can use the shit. The only thing you have to pay extra is like if you're there and you get something out of the fucking fridge and you pay four bucks for a fucking C4 pre-workout can when you could just literally go to the gas station 100 feet away and get it for like $2.29. Just a thought. But you pay extra for only shit like that. Or if you want to take extra classes from a trainer, which those are always bullshit. It's just them walking around like, all right, let's run in place for 30 minutes while we do some backwards jump rope. And while I'm backstroking your wife, you know, figuratively right in front of you and just saying, relax. I'm just teaching her the sumo squat, you know, to increase her pelvic region. It's for you, my friend. But you don't pay, let's just say 30 bucks a month for the gym membership. And then when you walk in and you let's say you are alternating between the chest fly machine, let's say the barbell, and let's say the squat rack, and let's say you use uh, the elliptical as well for the indie workout. It's not like you have to put tokens in there, like it's a fucking arcade, and be like, you have to use 50 cents to use this elliptical for 15 minutes. Imagine that shit. If you had to pay quarters or dollars, depending on the fucking machine or whatever the equipment is, what if the treadmill is basically like if you go to Costco and you're getting the frozen food section? Oh yeah, let me get this all this frozen meals and shit. Let me let me buy this 12 pack of lean cuisines for three bucks. Like, yeah, it's a deal. But you already paid to enter. Even though it would be more than three bucks. And what if you don't go to Costco every month? You know what? I don't go to the same grocery store every fucking time. And I get it. Costco's for bulk. It's for typically families and shit. Like a single man's not going to Costco. I get it. It just seems a hassle. They're always in very high population areas. They're always very busy. It's just a weird place for a single individual to go by themselves. Because, alright, what are you going to do? Put everything in a fucking freezer unless you're eating like two pounds of food a fucking day? Like, it's going to be pretty like, alright, get it, bro. But imagine if you're at the gym. And, yeah, I know you're paying 30 bucks a month, but for, yeah, to use this machine for 15 minutes, uh... You got to pay 50 cents at the at the treadmill or elliptical, which basically means if you want to run, you have to pay a dollar extra to run 30 minutes. Think about that. And let's say you're on a marathon hour. Oh, that's two bucks. Oh, uh, let's say you're at the main squat bench where it's the adjustable everything, right? Like any workout, like you're in any type of workout gym, they have the thing where you could move the shit around to make it a squat rack, a bench rack, a five and one things. Let's say they put you, but you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea if they put some assholes on the timer for hogging the station. But what if they're like, since that's like a higher use, a more highly versatile function, what if they charge, you know what? Five bucks for every 15 minutes you're over here. Yeah. What if they, what if they kept track of that? 
And that's what's like going to Costco. I have to pay just to go in to pay. And then there's the bar. Then there's like the side fucking food area. Like you get corn dogs and pizza and hot dogs. Like if I'm paying for a membership, I should get a free fucking hot dog every goddamn time I get in there. Fresh wiener off the grill. Not ones I've been sitting out on a roller like at Quick Trip for four hours. Like, no, I want a fresh wiener in my mouth when I enter. That's part of my membership. Because if you're doing bulking right, you know, in the gym or at the Costco and Sam's Club, if you're doing bulking right, you're not going every two weeks. You really, at most, only have to go once a month. And if you're really doing it right, once every other month. And if you're really, really doing it right, once every three months. Because you're buying a shitload at the same time. And guess what? That means that membership, 60 bucks a year. If you're doing it every three months, that means you're paying 60 bucks to go into a place four times in a year. Imagine how fucking stupid that sounds. They have to pay to go in and pay just to pay. And in case I'm there with my kids that wants a pretzel, then I have to pay on top of paying. Am I the only one that thinks this shit's stupid? As far as I know, it's not like, oh, like stuff's a little cheaper and the conveniency of bulking, sure. And it's not that the membership is a ripoff in the sense that, yeah, you're paying an extra 60 bucks for a membership a year. At least that's what I was told about the Costco membership. So you pay 60 bucks a year just for a standard membership or whatever, where you have to use it to enter. But it's like a weird thing because you don't actually need a membership card to enter the place. But it's almost like you get a side eye and you're treated like second class citizens if you don't have a membership. I know you can't kick gas without the membership, but it, it's it's just the fact that I have to have a membership to buy food. Or if I'm in the mood that day, a TV. Or one of like a neck pillow massage bullshit. I have to have a membership. Where I can go anywhere else. Get the same shit. More than likely. And. I don't have to be no part of club. I'm a citizen. And your currency. And the reason why I'm deserving to enter here. Is when I pay for the shit. That you actually provide. And I get the fuck out. It only give me, you know, and I've always found the Aldi shit stupid too, where I have to pay a quarter to use a fucking grocery cart in your small 12 by 12 grocery store and I have to pay for bags. I have to pay like extra for bags. I remember we used to freaking bring these fucking uh, plastic like cardboard, you know, tomato cardboard things and. You said I have to bring, not our own, ba- like literally bring your own boxes to throw it. Like it would literally look, it, it literally sometimes looks like a moving company going in and out of Aldi at times. I have to pay. I know it's like a quarter and I guess you get your quarterback, but it's the fucking point that to put a quarter in 
to walk around a small-ass grocery store. It's literally the size of a CVS. It's funny how the bigger Kroger and Publix and fucking food line. I don't have to pay to fucking use their grocery carts. Or Walmart. The regular Walmart. I don't have to pay to use their grocery carts. And I'll probably... And if I was shopping shopping... That would actually be a good investment. Because it's a big ass store. They carry a lot of tomatoes and shit. Like... But Aldi... You have a small ass store. And I have to pay... To use a grocery cart... To go down four fucking aisles... Of your off brand goldfish... That's called Annie's. Like... The, the ego of these stores. And you know why they do it? Just because they can. And you know what? The more I think about respect. You know what? Just because you can. People say, that's capitalism. That's just demand. It's like, well, it's like if you really fucking cared about. And maybe, oh, they're small business. They can't afford just for people to steal their carts. And they like lock them and shit. It's the fact that. I don't need to be a member. I shouldn't have to be a member to buy some Czech cereal. I shouldn't have to be a member to buy milk. But, you know, the weird thing is like the Aldi stuff, like their shit's cheaper. You know, getting a little inside the grocery store, kind of like inside baseball, except uh, you're not going to get locked out here. Oh, Jesus. Um, and not as much money is on the line. Um but the, the protectiveness of absolutely nothing is wild to me. And again, I said it before, the only reason why it happens is because we let it happen. Yeah. You want to talk about being sheep? We are sheep to the Costco's, the Sam Clubs, the Aldi's, these places where even though Aldi, you don't technically have a membership, but they basically treat you like you're fucking thieves before you walk in and they treat you like, Bring your own bags, bitch. It's like, alright. You know how wild you would look if you went inside of a Walmart and you're just carrying fucking you're just carrying a freaking six by four foot box, something that you would put your clothes on that has a label fragile on it. And then you're at the store and when you're at self checkout, you're just over there. Putting, you know, bulks of ketchup and mayo. Hey. And everyone's just looking like, use the fucking bags. It's it's just insane to me. It's the fact that I gotta pay just to enter your premises. Let me see if I even like it. Like, even, like anytime, like, let's say you have a tanning membership, right? If you have a tanning membership... You know, I think they give you a free try, or at least they, hey, pay the first time you do tanning, it's like 10 bucks, and then if you like it, sign up for a membership. Cool. That makes sense. Like, hey, you don't have to break the bank before you've ever tanned here before. But, can I at least see if I like the landscape of your place? Can I at least, like, not want to feel like I'm a second-class citizen? In a fucking grocery store. A warehouse. That you just converted. Because you're like big business baby. And it's all the fucking same. 
don't know. Just when I thought life was just fine. That shit irritated me. But then again, it was, you know, and even in that rant, I was very controlled. I didn't get too emotional. I know I've been very emotional in the past. I'm an emotional guy. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I've always found that membership shit weird when it came to certain things. I've always, you, you know, it'd be like if you go to like a biker gang bar, if you're not part of the gang, you're treated different. And, you know, all right, it's like a whole, you know, if you're part of the KKK, you need to have a card to member, which by the way, I would recommend that if you think that shit's not around, you can literally see, like, go online and certain things, even though, I don't know, you may want to protect your VPN. The government may think, like, oh, this guy's going to a clan meeting. And their website, by the way, I did, well, I remember one time for school, we were doing some, I, it was basically, I basically called it conspiracy class, but technically it was called something else, and we were, we were doing a, some type of, I, I was doing a, kind of a powerpoint of a conspiracy of robert f kennedy's robert f kennedy yeah jfk's brother robert f kennedy his assassination is basically kind of tied to mlk because mlk he basically wanted to continue mlk's thing and he wanted to make it happen that's why he was assassinated at a fucking hotel which is kind of weird that two brothers were assassinated and they're just like eh, what are you gonna do um and it's like, ah, you know, brothers get assassinated all the time. It's like, um, not when they, not when one was the president and one was running for a fucking go, uh, government. He was running for governor in California slash like Senate and all this different shit. And by the way, the Kennedys were fucking manhoes. Mad respect. Uh, but I remember. I actually, uh, you know, I looked, I was doing some, and, uh, you know, I, I, when I was doing this thing, like, there there were some ties to the government and KKK and some inside work, so, you and I watched the video, and I, I was watching a video on some, and they said, and they were talking about, like, the government's like, well, tell you, we can't really stop these things from happening, it's freedom of speech, freedom of hate, whatever, and all this shit, and we can't stop their website, so I was curious, I was like, let me, you know, I'm gonna go on the website, I just wanna see, uh, I just wanna kinda, that'd be kinda weird though, if like, had a, if a girl, my, if a girlfriend went through my laptop and saw that, they'd be like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work for obvious reasons, but no, like, sometimes that's why your search history doesn't tell the whole story. And that would be kind of a hard thing. You'd be like, baby, let me explain. Um, <laughs> it's like, why Why is it a shortcut? This seems to be a, it says it's your most frequent visit page. It's like, but baby, you haven't seen the most, the second most frequent one. And it completely counteracts that. And she'd be like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to try this. Yeah, baby, come on. Um, <laughs> but no, I was looking at the... I went on the KKK's like main website. It literally looks like... Even to this day, I think I recently checked like a year ago. You know, research purposes. Nah. No, more like curiosity because I watched the movie Black Klansman, which is a really good movie. And it kind of re-sparked like that interest and fascination with like the group 
kind of like it's so absurd the group and you don't realize like the extent and literally their explanation of reasonings for why they hate on the website it literally sounds like a third grader just like i hate girls because they they suck like it's it's almost like it literally like the language and like how they type it literally looks like a middle schooler just created this from a graphic standpoint it looks like they just use like the school's micro microsoft clip art and they just threw all this shit together and this is the main website at least the most public, like, accessible. I don't know. Maybe they got some secret by Dow based off the intelligence of how they think and the way they operate in general. They're not exactly under the table. With a lot of it. They're not exactly discreet with it in even the most, like, you know, sophisticated way. Like, it's they're so blatantly dumb. Like, they're, like if you just go, I'm not going to, but just basically go look for the main website and you'll almost believe, like, is this really it? Or is this just, like, some quote-unquote fan page? Which is kind of weird to have a fan page for that. But it literally looks like someone just got, like, Microsoft clip art and just put this shit together. And then they say, and I remember seeing something about, like, interracial. The reason why they hate interracial is, like, we got to protect the white babies. How are we going to have blonde kids with blue eyes if they're getting with everyone? That doesn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. And then they're like, oh, but we hate Jewish people because of blue eyes. Like, all right, man. Like, you can't. There's a lot of overlap of contradiction here that you don't need me to explain. Um, Sometimes I'm just a believer. If you let people speak long enough, the idiocy will come out. If you just let people speak. They'll tell you all they need. They'll they'll say exactly what they really want. Even if they're lying at first. Which, obviously, they're not lying. They're just idiots. But, yeah. Um, I forgot why that situation came up. Oh, yeah. Because of the class thing. Um, but, you know, sometimes, like, that, that could be a dangerous thing. Because there's sometimes the inspiration for people to get into very problematic conspiracies. They do it for quote-unquote research purposes. And then they actually end up being a part of the shit because they fall too deep in it. Kind of like uh, Charles Manson. Like, uh, I believe it's something like the Charles Manson shit and like the Ted Kaczynski's, the Ted Bundy's. These mass type of serial killers, manipulators, like running cults type of shit where they get you in that mindset. Where they have all these fangirls at the time and shit. Because, you know, murders, you know, have the thing. And look, I get the appeal of a serial killer. Like, if I was a girl, I would want a guy to be able to strangle me if shit hit the fan. You know, um, life insurance. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, Johnson isn't really that much different from, like, El Chapo and the cartels. People are like, oh, couple goals. It's like, both people in prison? <laughs> is, that, is that couple goals? Both people in prison, but like, yeah, but she's a real one. It's like, yeah, she's gonna, she's a real one in prison serving 45 years because you wanted to run a drug pen and you dragged someone you love into it and then blinded her with quote unquote love. But she's a real one. Yeah, she's a real one and you fucked up her life for quote unquote being a real one. But whatever. What the fuck do I know? 
Um, I always find I always find that shit dumb. And people are like, you know, I just need a loyal a loyal bitch no matter what, or even the opposite. And it's like, you know, I just want someone to love me, ride or die, like Bonnie and Clyde. It's like, you know, I I actually I don't want to ride and I don't want to die. I kind of want to live a pretty decent amount of time. Because, you know what, I want to live to experience life. It's like, well, you know what, just because you live long doesn't mean you're living. It's like, actually, by definition, by living long, I am living. There. Sorry. Not trying to be Mr. Technical here. But, you know what, I I don't see, I, I don't, like, I get the appeal. I get it's fun. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be Mr. Like, oh, you guys are not living life right. Because I don't even live life right. But don't sit here and preach to me about loyalty and all this shit. And you're out here dragging dragging some person who is living a normal life. And you drag them into this hellhole of yours. Put their life at risk. Put their life at danger by putting them in situations that cause harm to them potentially. And be like, hey, baby, this is what you signed up for. It's like, uh, actually, I thought we were moving to Kansas. It's like, yeah, about that. I can't. I have an, I have an arrest warrant there from three years ago. Gotcha, bitch. Um, it's like, uh, I don't want my kids raised in this neighborhood. It's like, well, they are. Oh, by the way, you're going to jail for me, too. Because, you know, got to keep it afloat. And if you don't do it, I'm going to place all the blame on you and paint you as a bad mother on social media and for the world. And you're a piece of shit. So, uh, pick your poison. Um, Rock you like a hurricane. That's not poison. Jeez, I forgot poison songs. Uh, all I know is Rock of Love. Yeah, that is a Rock of Love, a rocky place of love. But anyways, back to... But sometimes, like, yeah, the consp- sometimes, you know, I, and I guess that is kind of like in education in school. They can be very apprehensive to really teach certain subjects because it could influence a student to go down that rabbit hole if they're told to research it and all that shit. And you could have a situation where... They end up actually, huh? This actually kind of makes sense. Uh, but you're telling me this is a bad thing. Well, I did deeper research. Actually, it makes sense why Nazi Germany is like, um, okay, there, bud. Whoa. Um, and that could be the danger with conspiracy in general, but especially when you're teaching, uh, these type of very, very extreme type of shit. You, you can get very deep in the weeds, and it could be very, very, uh, and young pe- younger people, and developing people who are still learning how to learn, that could be very dangerous to really go to. That's why I'm like, you don't, I guess that's why I like in school, they don't, a lot of people are against critical race there, because people at that age aren't really, if you're teaching like elementary middle school, People those age aren't really able to grasp, be able to ironically, critically think about any theory. So even if something's taught and you literally take it direct, which with anything you're taught as you get older, you realize you shouldn't just take what's taken verbatim or as direct. You need to be able to translate it to a filter of yours and you still got to kind of look deeper into it to truly understand whatever the hell that is. Um... So in stuff like critical race theory, when it comes to 
very extreme groups you're taught. And even like, you know, we were taught the KKK, for example, in school. Like, they they basically had to teach it because you can't not teach it and have a respectable curriculum. You know, and it's weird because there are people that even say that the KKK shouldn't be taught in school because it's a, uh, you know, it's because it, 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 they basically say bad history shouldn't be taught because, you know, even though history, you know, history has to be taught so it didn't get repeated. You don't want to teach the worst parts because even then the worst parts could be repeated. And really the people that say they don't want the worst parts of history taught, they're really just saying they don't um, they don't want to actually acknowledge how a lot of bad shit used to happen. And it and the fear is if you teach something like that, it could influence a student or two, even if it's like one or two out of 3,000 kids in a school, if it's like a big-ass school, is that it can really influence one or two, and that could be one or two too many to kind of even deep-dive in that world. And But it's like, look, typically people that get involved in those worlds... It's beyond school. It's beyond that. It's life. It could be their environment at home, the environment of where they live in general. Um, but I guess what I'll say, you'd be surprised how many meetings they have in your area, probably, um, and places that are kind of public where they're kind of like. Uh, civic centers or they're they're like uh, places you can just kind of rent out for having not I don't want to say get togethers but kind of like you would rent out a dining hall for a baby shower or something they basically do it like conference halls conference places and these places that literally thrive off making money of anyone that will rent their space to have big group meetings what are they going to do say no it's like huh was and they'll just say, "Oh, so uh, what's this uh, meeting for?" They're like, "Yeah, you know, we just uh, we just feel like we need to get a few things off our chest about the world." And then they're like, "Yeah, we could relate to that, but you know, can you write down like, was it? it's like, oh, we're a group, and you're like a group. Oh, okay, like a biker group. Oh, kind of like scary, like yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah." It's very interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Well, we don't really call it good, but you know. Life is a highway. Uh, okay. There's a rumor going around about me and you. Stirring up our little town last week or so. I was having a not to rekindle the Eminem and MGK debate, but I have stuck stern that I feel like MGK won the Eminem. And I know this battle's three years old. I'm not here to rekindle rap battles that really are not even rap battles, but rap beefs over really honestly the dumbest of shit. But I have, I have stuck on that. 
Because there's just this universal belief that Eminem just washed MGK. And I'm always resistant to just say it because the people are saying it. They will, they're Eminem fanboys who justify Eminem in every way possible. And I get it. But when I listen, you know, I just felt like Eminem, I just felt like MGK's diss track, I just felt like he actually said more specific shit that got to the point of what he's mad about. And Eminem, he, his, his track was good. I'm not saying like, like, I think the, the flow and everything, I think Eminem beats MGK by far. In terms of it actually being a song, of it actually being like a really well-produced track, absolutely. But if we're just going to get into the nigger of what was said, I just still believe that MGK actually did well. And honestly, if you just took the names and you put the profile of the lyrics in the song on a piece of paper... And you took the names off and you took your biases away. I honestly think at the very least it would be very close. But when you put Eminem, Eminem is one of those figures where you can't do no wrong. He's There's a lot of weird things with Eminem where honestly his music has sucked for like the past 10, 12 years. Me personally. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And you know... I think he's just tried to, I, I think he's the definition of, a, and I think I mentioned this before in a podcast, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but, you know, new audience members, but I'm, I, I think Eminem is an example of someone who's gotten too good at the actual craft, that the, authentic, uh, that the authenticity in the music, the focus on what's being said, and shit like that has really become secondary or very deep, like third level backseat. And like his focus has been all around the craft of rap, of flow, speed, and all that shit. Like rap god is honestly, and I get there's a lot of substance in the song, like I get it, but it is really just the whole point of the song is just for the spectacle of the optics of how fast the song is, how many words he's saying, record-breaking type of shit. But the, there hasn't been a meaningful song from Eminem in a long time. And I get it. Like, it's one of those things you made it to a certain point. Like, what are you going to say? Like, you don't have the same problems. Your daughter's grown up, and that was, like, 90% of your songs. And I actually even had a joke about, you know, me and my friend. Because me and my friend were talking about, ran into him. And we were talking about this. And, of course, he's like, no, you can understand him. And I was like, all right, man. But it's like, hey, you know, because he was like, well, it's like, because he was breaking down. He's talking about, and MGK mentioned Kim and all this shit. And he's like, take her. You know what? You want to fuck Kim? Take him. Take her. That's basically what my friend was saying. And we're basically like, and I kind of came with an analogy because based off that funny is that basically he dissed Kim, you know, his ex-girlfriend, wife, whatever, and like all of his music. And that was the source of all of his music. And now Kanye is probably going to make a diss track about Kim and the source of all of his disses going forward are going to be about Kim, his ex-wife. 
It's kind of the show, the mother of his children, which obviously Kim Kardashian's not as nearly as uh, less comp is obviously a much better mother than Eminem's Kim. Like, I don't care what your personal perception. She obviously is at least a good mother and in their lives, you know, as far as we can see. But it was basically we think like. The difference is, oh, that's just Kanye being Kanye when he's doing all this shit and we rationalize. And with Eminem, it's, oh, that's just Eminem being Eminem. That's how we looked it back in the day. And I think it's just two dudes that are so, they've gotten too popular. They, they've gotten too successful in the thing that no one can tell them nothing. And honestly, like, if this is what Eminem's music wants to be, it's his music. Like, I'm not going to listen to him personally. But he's so good at the actual craft, and Kanye's so good at the actual craft that kind of the stuff that, like, people in the audience, like, if they weren't, if he, they didn't have an established fan, fan base of, honestly, fanboys and shit where they can't do no wrong, if we were to judge their lyrics, and, well, Kanye's a different because now a lot of his shit is just about the instrumentals, the music itself, and the lyrics are really obsolete for Kanye. Not that he was ever the greatest lyricist. That wasn't his thing. But, like, I mean, the lyrics are just, like, they're so lazy and shit now, in my personal opinion. And I think even the biggest Kanye fans be like, yeah, but with him, it's not about it. So, fine, you want to do that. That's cool. And with... But I think the similar him and Eminem have is, one, Kim... Um, <laughs> and two is that they're just, I think it's really just hard for them to, they have to create, like problems have to arise unexpectedly. They kind of have to create the problems for shit to actually give a shit for them to actually give a shit about it. Cause there's no reason, like there's no reason for the, they're not motivated by anything because they're just, they've made it type of thing. Like, way past made it. Their their legacies are set. Anything they do now is just because they just like, ah, fuck it. And, I, you know, me personally, I know I'm kind of stumbling through this part. But I, I know what I mean when I'm talking about it. But I think it's just, uh for me... I, I just think that they, uh, both Eminem and Kanye, they're in very similar places. And different people, by all means. But I think they're very similar places career-wise. And the way they kind of view music is not that much different. And that they need to have some outside spark of interest like someone like someone's got to diss them someone's got to when someone disses Eminem it's like it's almost like his mind goes back to where it all began when he used to battle rap and like oh you're gonna come out like the slightest thing oh oh well thank you now like I got five minutes on your ass got I got you it's like and with Kanye all this like motivation to come out of the album all this shit I really think the Drake shit, the beefs with people in his label, all this shit. 
this personal life, all this has motivated was motivated for the last album and for the next one. And he needs all this shit just to put out something to have inspiration. And I think they create they they're at the point in their career where they have to create inspiration that sometimes seems artificial. I guess that's kind of my main point. Artificial inspiration. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do to get the job done, I guess. And you know, for me, your pain is my gain. Uh and I think we are gonna end it there today. Alright, guys. That was episode 121 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host Clint. Don't forget to follow the pod on all apps. And most importantly, suck some titties. And fuck Costco. Fuck these membership places. Have a great day. This will probably be out Tuesday. On a Tuesday, can I hold your booty in the whole fish? Can I make you feel like this? Oh, yes, you can, my baby.